Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. On the fourth score and Morris 94 And the Knicks are hardcore And I'll tell you like this We ain't never look sharper With Hubert You are now listening to The Knicks State of Mind Podcast Presented by Elite Sports Radio And now, your hosts Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of the Knicks State of Mind podcast with Chip Murphy. I'm Matt Castillo and I want to start off by just thanking the Twitter followers that we have at the MYK SOM podcast of all the feedback and the answers to the Twitter questions that we put out this week. Again, we encourage our listeners to do so because our goal is to make this a interactive podcast with the fans. We want you guys to put your voice. We want to hear your opinion um, because I, I think it's safe to say that just because me and Chip feel one way about something doesn't mean either one of us are always correct. So we, we like to hear different opinions. So we would recommend you guys to keep uh, participating with us. And we appreciate the following that we, we get because our numbers are growing each week. So just want to say thank you once again. We really do appreciate that. But we're going to jump right into the show, starting with the new speculations of uh, one superstar, Kyrie Irving, who reportedly wants out of Cleveland, and it's reported that the New York Knicks are listed as one of the destinations that he would want to play for. So Chip, when you hear that, what, what are your thoughts about the possibility of Kyrie Irving playing for the Knicks? My thoughts are I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. I mean... Kyrie Irving is a guy who, as you know, I'm a Duke fan, so Kyrie Irving didn't really play at Duke, but uh, he, um, you know, I'm a big fan of his. I, I like his, uh, I love his offensive game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he's one of the best finishers in the game. Uh, actually, probably the best finisher. Um you know, he struggles on defense, and he, I think, you know, the fact that he didn't win without LeBron probably scares a lot of Knicks fans off, and I, I think he's not going to be the, the answer to all of our prayers, mm-hmm. that's for sure, but I love the idea of him teaming up with Porzingis. I, I just think you got to take your shot. With this guy, he's better that he'd be the best point guard they had mm-hmm. since automatically since Clyde Frazier, the most talented player. Well, the most talented player since Stefan Marbury at the point guard position. Yeah. And I think he's already a better player than Stefan Marbury. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a chance to go down as one of the best point guards in history. He's only 25 years old. 
if they get him, he look, he's under contract for two more years. So they have two years to convince him that him and Porzingis can be a dynamic duo and add a third guy and form a, a big three, which is what you need to be competitive in this NBA. So my first reaction was they have to go after this hard. And then my second reaction was they can't do something crazy like the Knicks would have done, like Isaiah would have done in the old days, like trade two unprotected first-round picks mm-hmm. for him. No, that's not something. And Knicks fans are freaking out online like, oh, they can't trade one first-round pick for him. I'm not sure I wouldn't trade one. I would at mm-hmm. least think about trading one pick. Yep. But two I wouldn't do. I know because just because you're not going to find a player better with a first-round pick than Kyrie Irving. And um, if the if there was a deal, say, Carmelo Anthony in a first-round pick for Kyrie Irving, I would do it. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I, uh, some people are like, I look on Twitter. I don't know what you're seeing, but I look on Twitter, and it's almost like Knicks fans are trying to talk themselves out of getting an all-star point guard. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. <laughs> I, yep. mean, I, I mean, look um... – when you talk about – and I, I think it's safe to say – let me let me start off with this. That I, I have preached that the New York Knicks have to keep their draft picks. Uh, I've said it a thousand and one times that the Knicks need to build through the draft. But when you have a chance, if you have a chance to get a player like Kyrie Irvin, I think giving up a first-round pick, kind of like you said, is not the end of the world because you are getting – an unbelievable talented player um now i think some of the fans might not be playing it as big because maybe they're trying not to get their hopes up because look when do guys like kyrie irvin get traded to the knicks it doesn't happen often so my reaction to it is more of a skeptic kind of view that i I don't see kyrie irvin being traded to the Knicks. I'm not trying to get my hopes high. I want Kyrie Irvin. I would take him in a heartbeat. I would love to see him paired with Christos Brzingis, but I just think it's something that won't happen. I think if, if he had those, I think there was five teams on the list, four or five teams of the destinations that he wanted to go. I think it's a situation once again that New York probably would be one of the bottom teams there you know when you have a chance to play you know, i heard miami for example well if you can go to miami you know pat riley does whatever it takes to put a championship team together i've heard san antonio that team's always in the running to win a championship yeah i think if you're kyrie Irving, you come to new york you and Perzingis, is that enough to win a championship no it's not even close. The Knicks would still kind of need not even more. Close, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't consider making a move. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you, look, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Buddy. Well, I was going to ask you another question of if a trade was to be worked out between the Knicks and the Cavaliers to get Kyrie Irving, what kind of deal do you think it would take? I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. If the Knicks would give up too much, um, you know, Frank Nielakina, I heard his name evolved in trade rumors. Curran um, Gomez, guys that are young and Knicks fans want to see actually play before you 
I know we've seen her in Gomez, but we haven't seen Neil Aquina. So some would automatically want to um, be reluctant to trade him until we actually can see what he can do. But, you know, in, in your opinion, what do you think would be fair for the Knicks to make this trade? Or what kind of deal you think would be done in order to make this happen? I would deal Carmelo mm-hmm. for Kyrie. Now, I wouldn't deal what the only person, look, I've said this on the show before. As far as I'm concerned, if you're the Knicks, the only player who should be untouchable is Kristaps Porzingis. I know a lot of Knicks fans feel that way about Frank. I don't. Yeah. Um, especially if it's for Kyrie Irving. I agree. I feel that way. I agree. Um, to, to some degree, maybe you should say we want to see how he plays, but not if you're trading him for a 25-year-old all-star point guard. Exactly. You definitely don't hold off there. Exactly. Now, now uh, I so I think that anybody should be fair game except for Porzingis. Some fans I know have uh, a very high opinion of Hernan Gomez. I think he is a nice backup rotation player, but he's not a starter long-term, in my opinion. Okay. And he showed in the second half of last season that he is not a starter long-term, and he didn't play well when he was playing next to Porzingis, and he was exposed as a as a bad defensive player, mm. man. He was bad on defense. Yep. And it hurt KP because KP had to pick up the slack on defense when he was uh, playing next to him. So, yeah, I would trade any player on the roster other than Porzingis for Kyrie Irving. And like I said, I... Ch- I'd consider one pick. I would not trade two yeah. for him. But, yeah, anybody on the roster but Porzingis would be fair game to me. And that's kind of what I want to touch about. Because I have seen that a lot with Frank Nielakina, a lot of fear of trading somebody you haven't seen, haven't given a chance to. And, look, you don't know if Nielakina is going to work out. Kyrie Irving has already worked out. I mean, he's been an NBA All-Star. Yeah, exactly. He's performed on the biggest stage yeah he he had the game winning shot in in that game seven that brought home cleveland the title yes lebron had that big block but don't forget that kyrie Irving hit that epic three-point shot over stephen curry to put them up ahead and the thing is you know people i i think that everybody right now is all about giving Neil Aquina a chance. Let's evaluate evaluate him when he plays. And I think that people are trying to be too optimistic about Frank Neil Aquina because they learned their lesson about when Przingis was here because everybody booed Przingis. Nobody was happy about that. And then they saw him play and that quickly changed. I honestly think and I could be wrong. So again, if I'm wrong, if somebody can tell me this, please do. But I think that people are banking on what happened with Przingis to happen with Frank. And that does not happen all the time. Not all the time. Oh, I hope not. You know, I hope people aren't hoping for that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and I just think that people don't necessarily realize that. What happened with Przingis working out does not happen for every prospect, every pick. So can Frank Nielakina pan out to be a very good player? He, that possibility is there. 
I certainly hope that he does because you know if he is with the Knicks, if if he's not included in this, any kind of trade talk, I want him to be as big as Christoph Porzingis. You know, as much as I wanted Dennis Smith Jr., I want Frank Nielakina to work out. But yeah. again, going back to the main argument, there is no guarantee. We don't know if he's going to work out. So if the Cavaliers said, "Hey, would you give us Nielakina?" I don't think that should be even. You shouldn't even hesitate to make that move to get Kyrie Irving, an NBA All Star, uh, a clutch performer. I mean, Uncle Drew can be putting on a Nick yeah. uniform. <laughs> like, think about that. Again, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I am trying to keep my my hopes down as much as possible because I am tired of my heart being broken. I, I learned my lesson many years ago. Do not get so excited about some of these names that you hear because often they don't land in New York. So it, it's one of those things that I'm not getting my hopes up. I certainly hope that it happens. I just don't really ever see Kyrie Irving being traded to New York. Um, honestly, I don't even know if he'll be traded this year. Maybe in the future, but I, I know he's requesting this trade right now, uh, supposedly. But its it, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. And I kind of want to go into this just a little bit. It's not just the, the drama itself with Kyrie Irving. Um, seeing it, you know, everybody's heard it all over radio and television. I mean, ESPN has talked about nothing but Kyrie Irving uh, the last couple yeah. of days. And, you know, you hear reports about LeBron James being angry with Kyrie. Stephen A. Smith claims that a, a source says that he wants to, you know, kick his butt next time he sees him. You know, it would take everything within him not to do so. And,. I'm somebody who really wouldn't blame Kyrie for wanting to get out of Cleveland. You know, like, there is no guarantee LeBron James is going to stay next year. I've said it before. I don't think he's going to stay in Cleveland next year. And it's kind of like people are on to Kyrie Irving right now because he wants out of Cleveland. And I find it kind of funny, Chip, because it's almost like, you know, I've, I've seen... Uh, somebody on Instagram makes these videos where they go on to uh, NBA 2K and they edit the players. And uh, they went to Kyrie's loyalty ranking and they dropped it all the way down to zero, mocking him kind of. Yeah. You know, do you blame him for wanting to get out of Cleveland Chip? Because I don't. Is it just me? Do you see why he would want to with everything that's no. going on there? I don't think people realize just how good Kyrie Irving was this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he averaged 25.2 points, 40 point, shot 47.3% uh, from the field, and 40.1% from three. I was looking at basketball reference earlier. Uh, only 12 players in NBA history have averaged 25 points per game, shot better than 47% from the field, and 40% from three. 12 players in NBA history. And that he's up there with names like Larry Bird, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan did it, uh, LeBron of course did it, Dirk, uh, I think Chris Mullen, yeah, Chris Mullen was on there too. So yeah, I mean, people don't realize like because he gets overshadowed so much 
by LeBron, but he was fantastic during the regular season last year, too. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I can't really be mad at him for wanting to leave. And also, I don't see how LeBron could be mad at him for wanting to leave. Because exactly. LeBron is the one who created this entire culture mm-hmm. of stars in their prime saying, look, I, I don't really like it here anymore, so I'm going to get the hell out. Yep. And he also created a culture in Cleveland where uh, he's let this uh, LeBron to the Lakers rumor grow and run wild. Mm-hmm. And he, um, you know, he, uh, David Griffin left, um, that, which isn't LeBron's fault. But still, uh, LeBron has LeBron has contributed to the instability in that organization with all the with his neediness because we know he's very needy, like a lot of uh, very uh, superstar basketball players. Mm-hmm. And with all the favors that he gets from that, he's treated like that was one of the things that uh, people were saying that Kyrie's upset with that LeBron gets such special treatment and he has people close to him that get jobs in the organization and Kyrie doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess I could be upset with, I guess I could understand why Kyrie would be upset with that. You know, he is the one who made the shot. Mm-hmm. So, Basically uh, started the and, foundation. You know, LeBron, he started yeah, the foundation yeah, because LeBron uh, left. He was the draft pick. He's the one that yeah. kind of started this whole success back. Now, again, once LeBron James comes back into the picture, you're chances of winning the NBA championship are high, but I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chip. I just had a, I, I heard what you were saying and wanted to pick up on that point. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's certainly I don't I like we both said I, I can see definitely why he wants out. Now this would be huge for the Knicks. And I think like what you said, Chip, anybody but Perzingis should be on the table to bring in a guy like yeah. Kyrie Irving. What do you say he's twenty five years old? 25, yeah. Plenty yeah, of basketball left in him. Too. Plenty of basketball left yeah. in him. Even if you're selling a 19-year-old kid, there's plenty of basketball left in Kyrie Irving where you're going to get high production. Again, I don't see it happening. I think I, – I, I just don't want to get my hopes too high. I, I, I think I'm a little biased here because I would love Kyrie Irving. I don't know if it's going to happen. But we're going to wrap up this segment. And when we come back, we finally have heard – from Christoph Przingis, and we're going to talk about what he said about his feelings towards staying in New York um, and, and the comments that he recently made. So we'll be back in just a moment. Hello, everybody. Mac is still the co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and contributor to Elite Sports New York. You can follow me at Twitter at MattyDiesel15 to get my latest articles, videos, and podcasts. Make sure to follow Elite Sports New York's Twitter as well at Elite Sports NY, and the rest of Elite Sports New York social media pages to stay up to date to all the New York sport news. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Well, we're going to talk about Christoph Brzingis. He talked to the media and shared his feelings towards New York. Now, now Chip, you have what he said. Um, I believe it was in a Latvian basketball camp that he made these comments, but what, can you read us the quote of what exactly he said? Yeah, it was uh, at a Latvian basketball camp, uh, and uh, this is according to an English uh, translation obtained by the Post, and it's uh, an article from Mark Berman, and it says, 
Porzingis in it was uh, Porzingis answered a question uh, from a kid actually about uh, uh, I guess his future in New York, right? Yes. Um, and Porzingis had this to say: "I feel that it is the best place to win." Talking about New York, and if you win in New York, you are a king. For the last two years, I have had so many positive emotions here that it is where I want to stay and that, is, and that this is where I want to win. So he's, he's saying the right things, I guess. I mean, he and uh, the Post article points out how he uh, liked a tweet that uh, showed Kyrie Irving in a Knicks jersey, <laughs> which, of course, the, uh, the Internet went nuts after that happened <laughs> because, uh, of course, KP is pumped up about playing with Kyrie, which is which would be amazing. We just talked about that, how great that would be for Porzingis. But, yeah, I mean, you like to hear that, but what's the guy, I mean, what's the guy supposed to say? He's not going to tell 200 kids that he's unhappy. But, <laughs> I mean, you'd like to think that he's being honest. So, well, I don't know. What do you think, man? Well, let me ask you this, Chip. With him saying this, and I hear what you're saying, where you know he's not going to come out and just say, you know, what was basically being reported by the media right before the draft that he was unhappy. Um, I, I think he was unhappy, and you could just look who was in charge at that time and why he was unhappy. So that's where I'm going with it. How much has the impact of Phil Jackson being out of the picture? now has changed Persingas' perspective? I think it has to have changed it dramatically. I mm. mean, look, with Carmelo, I think it was different because there was so much public uh, public uh, insults and uh, through social media and through uh, media members, Phil would just have that done. And, you know, Steve Mills, who's running the team now, uh, let that happen. Just watch he'll do it. So Melo can't look at Steve Mills and just be like, oh, uh, I'm just going to let that go. But with Porzingis, you know, it's probably that doesn't really run as deep, I don't think. And, uh, you know, Phil, the Phil Porzingis thing, I don't know if it was ever really as bad as we think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably Porzingis was sticking up for Melo. He finally had enough. And he was just upset with how bad things got. And I think he... The whole thing where Phil was talking on TV about trip and that was the low point, of course. And, yeah, he's definitely re-energized after Phil not being there. So I think that makes him happy. And, look, Melo's 33 and KP's... Uh, well, I believe he's still 21. Uh, I don't think he turned 22 yet. I know he's turning 22 soon. But, yeah, I, yeah, it definitely had a lot to do with it, a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds terrible to say a guy getting fired gives someone a positive outlook. But, yeah, he look, Phil, let's face it, Phil created a, a negative atmosphere there. Yep. And Kristaps had to deal with that. So, yeah. And, and I, I think – what the situation, and again, I'm not, I don't have any inside, so this is just, again, my opinion. But I, I think it was a situation a few months ago, right towards the season ended, or right after the season ended, with 
Porzingis skipping his exit meeting. That just showed how frustrated that he was. Um, there are some people that think that what he did was wrong and, and childish and immature, but I'm not one of those guys. I actually love the fact that he did that, that he basically was telling the Knicks that if you don't change something, I won't be here. So I think with what happened here was a situation where it was basically Persingas telling the Knicks either me or him, meaning Phil Jackson, has to go. And now that it all worked out that Phil Jackson is gone, it's kind of like it's a new fresh start. I know Steve Mills was around when Phil Jackson was running it, but it is somebody else who is in charge, somebody different, um, somebody that you're going to deal with differently. So I think it definitely has fixed the issue that Persingas was having with the Knicks. And I think this comment, I, I don't think it's him just saying this to you know, say the right thing. So that way it doesn't blow up on him. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, I, I think this it is. It doesn't a, sound like lip service, no. Yeah, I think this like is a service. genuine response uh, that he wants to be in New York. Um, and he's right. If you win in New York, it's the best place to win. I mean, that's not a. You, you hear anybody that has won a championship in New York says that. It's not just, you know, me being a New Yorker saying that. It, it's somebody who has a, no ties living in New York, played for one of the New York teams, won a championship. They'll go ahead and tell you that winning there is special. So he's absolutely right about that. I think his change of heart, though, now is that the problem, uh, the poison of the organization is somewhat gone. There's still plenty of issues with it, but the the main guy, Phil Jackson, that was causing all this chaos is out of the picture. So it makes Przingis almost kind of like, okay, you know, this is one problem is gone, and it certainly makes him uh, back and not maybe not back shouldn't say that but maybe that he he's back to being dedicated playing for the Knicks basically I think he was getting frustrated seeing and like you said that he was sticking up for Camelo Anthony who's his friend um has been very upset about the trade rumors for Melo um said that he thought he was such an important part of his development that's obviously not changing now obviously Camelo is made it clear that he does not want to stay in New York. So I think Porzingis is kind of over that now and understands that Carmelo Anthony probably going to be out of the door. Um, and I also get yeah, I the impression. I think he understood that last summer, too. I think he understood last summer. I think he understood that last mm-hmm. season, too. He just, I think it was more about the way Carmelo was being treated. Yeah, that's and fair. Plus, if they bring in Kyrie, I think that'll be okay oh yeah i think that'll more than make up for exactly yeah if you're sending out one superstar because i'll tell you what i don't think he's going to be thrilled about if you trade kamal anthony and you're again your only signing was tim hardaway jr that's not very exciting Mm -hmm. so if you can replace one superstar with another a younger superstar that certainly would help the case here with with and his feelings towards the new york knicks but again I think with the trade rumors, like you said, I think he realizes it's going to be a reality. I also get the impression a little bit here that he knows he's about to be the main guy. 
because he wasn't the last two years. As big as a piece that he was for the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony was still the superstar that we relied on the most. You know, the, the ball was in Carmelo yeah. Anthony's hands. That's going to change this season. It's going to be Przingis. So when he talks about you're the king if you can win here, I think he's talking about himself basically by saying if I can win, I can be the king of New York. And I think that's kind of appealing to him. Don't don't you think, Chip? Do you see what I'm saying right here? You know, I don't think I recalled him really talking about being a king or – Winning, a, well, he's always talked about winning in New York. That's what he wants to do. But just the aspect of him saying, yeah. I want to be the king. You get where I'm going with this? You kind of see that. I, I, to me, I think it's him saying, I'm ready to take over and play a much bigger role for this team next year. Do, would you agree with that? I do. I think that it's that's exactly uh, what it is. I think he's he's ready. Look, he's. I think one of the things that probably upset him was uh, was that Phil Jackson said he didn't think Christoph Porzingis was ready to mm-hmm. be the number one guy. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. Now, uh, I think KP believes that he is. Uh, now, it's not like a, a Kyrie situation where he wants to get away from Melo and be the number one guy. But ideally, he'd prefer to stay with Melo. But as long as he's with Melo, Melo is not going to defer to KP. Melo will defer to Chris Paul and James Hart, but he's not going to defer to KP. You know, so for KP to take the reins next year, Melo is going to not. The Melo can't be on the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a uh, it's unfortunate for KP, and he's going to need to learn to live with that, but it, like he said, it from the things he said, it sounds like he's growing up and he wants to take the reins. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that's what we, but with all that said, look, I, I'm as, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic and the chances are slim that we get Kyrie, but if we do get Kyrie, he becomes the number one guy. Yeah. He'll take the most shots. So, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, and if we don't play well, he uh, he'll be the one who takes the blame. Which is the other thing, by the way. Porzingis has totally escaped criticism mm-hmm. his entire career. Next year without Carmelo, it's going to be interesting because if Porzingis doesn't play well, then he'll get criticized for the first time in his entire career. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. You're you're a hundred percent right there. That you know because somebody mm-hmm. like Carmelo Anthony, that's who the media goes after if the Knicks aren't winning. Yeah, when you're the guy in New York, if he's mm-hmm. Carmelo's out of the picture, yeah, the blame will fall on Przingis. Now, if they add somebody like. Kyrie Irving, you're absolutely right about that. You know, it's going to be Kyrie's team, and he's kind of in the same position that he was with Melo. And maybe that is a good thing. Maybe, you know, we're, we're going to find out a lot about Przingis this year, especially if he is the guy. Um, is he ready for that? Um, and, and that's something maybe we can actually talk about and evaluate further in a later show about, you know, if Kyrie, or excuse me, if Przingis is ready to be the man in New York. But that's that's a very good point. That's something that I haven't thought about is the criticism that he will get like Carmelo Anthony. And 
I mean, that's something that comes with as well as playing in New York. If you're the star, you're expected to win no matter what. I mean, look, this Nick team, Absolutely. this Nick team doesn't look very good at the moment, but that's not going to stop the media. They still expect Porzingis now to be Superman. So that is a, a very good point. And, you know, like I said, I, I think these comments are not just saying the right thing. I think he's very genuine about this. It's good to hear because a few months ago we were getting the reports that he was mad with every aspect of the Knicks organization. I didn't think he was in any threat of leaving the team but or, or no. anytime soon. But when that chance came for him to leave, I think that it was very much on the table that that would happen. I still think that could be the case, but for the time being, I think he is definitely happier with the Knicks than he was a few months ago. I think it's safe to say that. And again, I I just think these comments are 100% genuine, not just tickling the ears uh, for the media or the fans. So it's a a great thing to see. But we're going to wrap up this segment. When we come back, we're going to finish up the show with yet another twist and turn in the Carmelo Anthony trade drama. So we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at at Chipper Murphy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Now, we're going to jump right into the new twist and turn of the Camelo trade drama that never seems to end. Basically, I'm at the point where I, I say we trade him for a washing machine to get it over with. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't take it anymore. I, actually, on ESPN today, um, NBA The Jump on ESPN, they were talking about this as the headline: "Are you tired of the Camelo Anthony trade drama?" My answer is 100 percent yes. Yes, it's it's absolutely exhausting. How couldn't you be? It's so yeah. exhausting uh-huh. to hear it. I I would trade him for a washing machine this point just to get it done. I didn't just move <laughs> on at this point. But now there is these reports out here that Carmelo Anthony has now been linked to Oklahoma City Thunder, who have been very busy this off season. Obviously, with the trade of getting Paul George, uh, there's that connection with the OKC's assistant manager, Troy Weaver, who helped recruit Mello in, uh, in college when he went to Syracuse. So that connection there, they're hoping that could be a, a way to lure Carmelo Anthony to OKC. And, and Chip, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts about Carmelo Anthony possibly being traded to OKC? I wrote uh, a feature for this morning saying that the Knicks need to push for this one. Because meaning that I'm not sure if Mello would be down to go to Oklahoma. You know, a small market like that, that's not really his thing, as we know. That's been established. But I think it's a better, Oklahoma is a better trade partner for the Knicks than Houston. Mm -hmm. I wrote about it, you know, Houston, the trade package seems to be consisting of the only name that we always hear is Ryan Anderson. Yeah. You know, and he's and uh, his deal is for uh, three years. Uh, there's three years remaining on it. 
and uh, 20 mil per. <laughs> and uh, the guy who Oklahoma City, the guy in Oklahoma City who you would take back to get the salaries to match up would be Ines Cantor. Yeah. And he's got one year left on his deal and then one year that's a player option, which you would definitely pick up. And it's about $17 million per. So, and I think that it would be a better trade for the Knicks to do uh, with Oklahoma because Ryan Anderson doesn't give you very much outside of the three-point shot. Mm -hmm. He's an average rebounder, but slightly above average. But Inez Cantor is a great rebounder. Mm -hmm. And he's a solid player in the post. And he's just an atrocious defensive player. <laughs> yeah, he's miserable so, defensively. Yeah, he, he, like, yeah, like, so bad, he doesn't even, they couldn't even keep him on a court in yeah. the playoffs. I, I really think now, a child can score against him defensively. I'm serious. Yeah, he's bad. He's, he's horrendous defensively. <laughs> but the thing about it is, Houston gave up all their best assets Yeah. in that Chris Paul trade. Yeah. Like, they're not going to give you Clint Capella. Like, who is the guy that I, who is the guy I like most on that team? I would love to have Clint Capella next to Carmelo, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Next to Christos Porzingis, he'd be great because he could protect the rim and uh, give Christos a break. He's a great defender. Yep. But, uh, I mean, you're not going to get that guy. You know, what are you going to get? You're going to get Ryan Anderson and Trevor Ariza? I mean, jeez, I, I like Trevor Reza, but he's old. Yeah. You're trading back, uh, you're trading for, and Brian Anderson just turned 29, and S. Cantor just turned 25. Um, I wrote that uh, OKC has uh, three nice young prospects. Uh, I wrote Jeremy Grant, they got Alex Sabrinas, and they got Doug McDermott. Okay. And I know Doug McDermott gets a lot of hate, because it was a lottery pick and Chicago gave up so much to get him. And he did regress this past year. Um, because in 2015-16, he was lights out. And it looked like he was about to, you know, like fulfill that potential. Everyone thought he was going to be a knockdown shooter. But I, I still think he has that potential. You know, a couple of years ago, he was almost 43% from the field. Now... I still think he could do that. The Knicks should give him a shot. Anyway, Abrinas was a knockdown shooter last year, too. Grant had the best shooting year of his career last year. The point is, all these guys are young. Grant's 23, Abrinas is 23, and McDermott's 25. They're young, and they're cheap, and they're not signed long-term. And if you can get them, and you can get Cantor, and you can get a first-round pick, I don't think you're going to do any better than that because I don't think Mello is going to approve a deal to any place else. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not going to approve a deal to Portland. So unless you want to bring in like a third or fourth team, I, I just don't see what like ever all the Knicks fans are obsessing over this Mo Harkless situation. But, and I like Mo Harkless, mm -hmm. but uh, they'd have to bring in a third team. I mean, that's the most difficult part of this whole situation. The reason the talks stalled in the first place is because they couldn't convince anyone to take on Ryan Anderson's contract. And, you know, uh, as we were talking about before, uh, 
Alan Crabb was traded today to the Brooklyn Nets, which freed up a lot of room for uh, Portland to perhaps take on Ryan Anderson's big contract. And maybe they'd be willing to do it. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they just want to get off of paying that deal. But it definitely caused some speculation that they were making room for Anderson's contract, although I'm not really sure why they'd want him. And there was also some speculation I read earlier that uh, that Portland was looking at the trading for Courtney Lee. So maybe they were trading Crab to make room for Courtney Lee's salary. Who knows? Uh, It's all... NBA, I, I thought this would be. I thought Melo would have been traded weeks ago. Yeah, so I can't believe we're still talking about this. Yeah, and, and it's again kind of like what I, I talked about last week about he he's very picky about the teams that he wants to play for, which obviously makes yeah. this a nightmare because he's going to teams that have already gotten rid of a lot of pieces in order to get some of these names that Camelo Anthony's intrigued of playing with. Again, you have to have multiple teams in, in a deal like this to, in order to complete it. So that makes it a mess because if one team decides, oh, I don't like having to give up this, they easily pull out of it. They're, you know, it, It's really complicated. And if I'm Camille Anthony, I don't know what he's really thinking because we kind of touched this last week. I just wrote an article even about it, um, but uh, about Camille Anthony should – Consider Portland because if you think about it, he wants to go to Cleveland. Well, as we talked about earlier, they're falling apart and they are not going to be, in my opinion, with LeBron James, that's probably going to leave next year. They're not going to be a championship contender. Then Houston, we already talked about how last week's show that Chris Paul could only be there for a year. And people say, well, you know, if Kamala Anthony has Buddy. Goes to Houston, yeah, he'll stay. Really? So you would pass up an opportunity to play with LeBron James, possibly? I think Chris Paul definitely becomes a free agent after next year to at least explore his options. So the possibility of him leaving Houston is high. So if I'm Carmelo Anthony, even OKC, Paul George can leave after next year. I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook can leave after next year. There's no security with those teams. It doesn't make much sense that he's limiting to those teams. I heard again that he's not interested in Portland. To me, it makes no sense. It's a a team that has their two other star players locked up to 2021. You'll have C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, both there. Two very good players. Damian Lillard is the most underrated player or underrated point guard in the league because he gets buried behind Chris Paul and Stephen Curry, um, you know, uh, even like Kyrie Irving or Isaiah Thomas and Kimball Walker and John Wall and all those, those guys. But Damian Lillard is an outstanding player. Camelo Anthony should really rethink his, his thoughts uh, about playing for Portland because there's pieces there. As you mentioned, they got rid of Crab. Now, I'm sure they did that to probably make room for another trade because Portland is trying to shed some of their big contracts, as we also mentioned last week. That they, they have the most guaranteed money given to their players in the league, so getting rid of the Crab contract was a plus. But at the same time, by doing that, 
you could, if you see, and I'm not an expert on Portland's um, cap space and all that, but if I'm Carmelo Anthony, I, I would consider Portland uh, because, yes, they're not a championship favorite right away with just C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony, and Nurk. They would need more defensively guys because that team right there, if that, if that did happen, they would be so bad defensively. They would score a lot of points but not have much on the defense. And, and I think it's something that by getting rid of the crab contract, you can eventually bring in guys that can help fill in the holes of that team. There's some cracks. You could fill them up with the money that you can start sending out some of these big contracts with. So to me, I think it's a mistake. Every time I hear another team like OKC or, or Cleveland and Houston, yes, they, they right now, and I understand why, because Carmelo Anthony's what, 33 years old, 34 years old? His yeah. window is closing himself. So he wants to win a championship because that's the knock on him. He gets he gets picked apart by the media because that 2003 draft class, the main guys of that, that draft class have rings besides Carmelo Anthony. So I understand that if you join uh, Houston or Cleveland, possibly even OKC, you can win a championship next year. I think if you join a Portland, you're not going to win next year. But you might be able to win one in a year or two if you keep building there, in my opinion. But, again, I think these teams that continue to pop up, like OKC, to me that's just another really complicated deal. You're going to have to get multiple teams involved, and I don't think it's going to happen. And if Carmelo Anthony really wants out of New York, he's already said that he's not interested in fixing relationships, doesn't even want to talk to the Knicks about reconciling their relationship and him staying in New York, if you really want out, you have to expand your your, your team choices. If you're limiting it to just Houston, Cleveland, and now even if you're interested in OKC, the Knicks are not just going to make a deal there just to make a deal. It doesn't make sense for yeah, them. Yeah, that's the thing. How badly does he really – Exactly. the question no one – uh, exactly. Asking, how badly does this guy really want out Exactly. he's only willing to go to one team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think Portland – I mean, because now apparently Cleveland isn't even on the table anymore. Well, yeah, because I'm sure he's probably rethinking that with all the drama and the tension and, and the mess of that organization is becoming right now. They're, they're a mess. They are – like, it would not shock me next year. Look, LeBron James still going to have the Cavaliers – Great chance to get to the NBA Finals. But I don't think the Cavaliers are going to have like an easy transition back to the Finals or, or an easy road back to the Finals. I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs next year because it's all falling apart. So that leaves a team, and like I mentioned, all these teams that he's interested in going to, there's no guarantee those star players leave there. I know if he goes to Houston and Chris Paul leaves, you're still going to be playing with James Harden. But is James Harden... And Carmelo Anthony enough to win a championship? I don't think so. Uh, especially with all their, their supporting cast that they're having to trade away to get these players. So I think, like you said, how bad does he really want to get out of New York? If you want to get out of New York, then you need to consider other teams. And I think Portland would be, and you know, it might not be the most glamorous market out there, um, you know, like in LA or something, but they are a, they have pieces. 
They have pieces there. I think the Knicks, selfishly, if you're the Knicks, I think the Knicks in Portland can work out a, a pretty fair deal. The Knicks can get a nice return. I know you said that they can get um, a lot back from trading OKC, and I, I agree with you there as well. I think Houston or Cleveland, they're not going to get anything back. They're not going to make that trade then. It's that simple. I don't. If he wants that's out a of trade, that's a trade for Mello. Mm-hmm. The the Houston trade. Yeah. The Houston trade would just be getting Mello out of there mm-hmm. and doing it for him and just get him out of there as fast as you can. Exactly. So I think that's all the time we're going to have. We're going to wrap up the show today. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Next State of Mind podcast.